It's your last year of high school and your journey has been a whirlwind. Some people are surprised you even made it to senior year seeing as your school is about to lose its accreditation. But you're here. You even passed your AP Calculus test, which means college is in your future. Or did you? The grading board has accused you of cheating. Well, you and 13 others. Get ready to find out if it's based, biased, or BS. Hello, and welcome to the podcast where two best friends tell one true story. My name is Zach. And I'm Maddie. And this is Based, Biased, or BS. I almost said Madison. Whoa. (laughs) Now, I'll be honest with you. You always have been fluctuating Mm. with what you want to be called. I know. I'm a name name changer. (laughs) It was Madison, Maddie, D-D-I-E. Yeah, but then I had the epiphany, why would you add more letters to your name if they're not in it? For a nickname. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, true. Like, why would I add more letters? If I'm, I'm Madison. A, because just... I'm Madison. <clears throat> I think it's different if you're a Madeline. But I'm a Madison. So Got it. I already have Maddie in there. If you just take off half of it. <laughs> just chop her <laughs> off. As you once said in an episode before, lose the baggage. Yeah, lose the baggage, son. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what happened to me yesterday? What? When I, I was getting a haircut. Yeah. And as I was getting a haircut. You got a promotion. Got a, literally, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I already told you, but I wanted to tell the pod. Well, I'm sorry I beat you to it. I just had to say it. I wanted to <laughs> brag on it. Zach got a promotion. It, it, and it was during my haircut. It was so funny. And, and like, mid calling. Well, also, I know because he was calling me all of a sudden out of the blue. He ten- <laughs> he's been doing that lately. We're not. That's not really our friendship. Let's be I'm honest. Feeling chaotic. I'm in my chaotic era. <laughs> yeah, he's been like FaceTiming me with no warning. So I answered and then it froze. And then he had a big old grin on his face and then he <laughs> wouldn't say anything. And then I had to hang up, I'm pretty sure. The reason I was laughing, I'll tell you this now, because I couldn't get it out, was I was in a Culver's. <laughs> a, a Culver's I've been to many times, and they notoriously have like zero cell service. And so right as I FaceTimed you and the connection was horrible, I started laughing because I was like, you know, Decker, that you cannot FaceTime in this fast food restaurant. That sounds like a Lana Del, Le- Del Rey lyric a lot- title. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yes, I do. <sighs> yeah, I got a promotion and then I got Culver's and a haircut after. <laughs> <laughs> Culver's and a haircut. That's what you do <sighs> when you get a promotion. Good job. How do you feel? Yeah, I treated myself. I feel great. I haven't actually started yet. Yeah, but you put work towards the promotion, so. Right. Yeah, it feels like a good like finish line moment. So I'm having... A well-earned and humbled little prideful moment. And now you get to go into the fall like, can't wait to start my new position. Yeah, yeah. It's like new season, new me. Yeah. I'm going into my favorite season with a fresh, fresh looking life. (laughs) What am I saying? I I don't know. No, I agree. And not to hijack your moment. No, please take over. But I, okay, I used to be a hardcore Christmas girly. Okay. Okay, let's but talk I about it. I think I've actually always loved Halloween and didn't realize it. There's a cauldron in my room full of stones, of a butterfly wing in a jar. See, what it is is Christmas is overpowering and is people tell you that it has to be your favorite holiday because there's presents involved. And so it's like, who doesn't love presents? Yeah. But also, Halloween is so much better than any of them, and you can't prove me otherwise. No, and I soon, know. listeners, BBs, it, mm, you will what understand. a treat! We have so many tricks and <laughs> treats planned. Let's say that trick or treat is upon oh. us. 
um i'm excited for it i'm really excited i'm nervous i can't lie i'm nervous (laughs) but we need to not talk about that because we're talking about stand and (laughs) deliver (laughs) that's my segue segue? (laughs) which premiered in 1988 okay so we yeah 1988 did it give you the 80s it did give a lot of 80s, the <laughs> hairstyles for sure. Ooh. And what was kind of fun to watch was, was kind all of, of the kids. We'll talk about it. Like there's a lot of kids in this movie, high schoolers. What they were wearing and the way they were styled are like what the kids are wearing today are like wearing now. Yeah. It was like huge pants, rips, like huge mullets, quaffed hair. Okay heavy straight from the mullet man himself yeah freshly cut and promoted looking good sharp (laughs) and and curly at the same time i have to ask you before we get into film facts okay where did this pick come from i because i've never heard of this movie before i thought i had heard of it it has a classic sounding title like it's right it has a classic sounding title and i will also say I love teachers. <laughs> I have a lot of okay. teachers in my family. Okay. And so I was looking for something to do with that. And was I love like, it. Okay. Oh. Mission accomplished on that okay. front. Okay. That's, what, that's the story we got for you today. I also feel a fun adventure with our older episode. Or what am I saying? Older mm-hmm. movie episodes. Yeah. That more people don't know the movie or have never heard of it so they're just right. going in totally blind so it's a fun a fun kind of story so listen up because i got some film facts holy smokes oh my gosh this i'm excited movie premiered in march of 1988 mm-hmm. i think this is the most we've talked about a movie before we've recorded that's true we did just yes more than young victoria for sure I couldn't stop texting you about this He couldn't stop texting me, and I was nervous, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, we'll get to it. So the film, or the title of the film, refers to the 1987 song by Mr. Mister. Who's that? Of the same name. Mr. Mister of the, oh, Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver has a, he has a song. Um, And the song is played in the credits. But that's all I really got on it. There was nothing else about Stand and Deliver. Like, I imagined it was someone coaching someone about a speech. That was kind of the... Fe- that's what I thought going in. But right. But that was kind of the mantra. No one ever said it. But that was kind of sure. the feeling of, like, stand for what you believe in and deliver what you know, I guess. Got it. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. all I got on the movie title. Leading our cast is the legendary Mexican actor and activist, Edward James Almos. Have you yes. ever heard of him? I had not, but I'm pretty sure my mom was like, I love that actor. Yeah. So I guarantee you, if you look at him, a picture of him. I would know who More he current day, you would know. You would have seen him. He's in so many things. Um, and he is a amazing actor he was great in this movie while the script was questionable he did a great job okay good so some things you might know him from are miami vice i've heard of the show for sure i never watched it okay he had a starring role for the entire run of the show so he was a main character wow um battlestar galactica oh this is what i know him from okay (laughs) <laughs> Coming from a nerd family, I was forced to watch this sometimes, and he is a lead role on that as well. Or the Blade Runner series. Blade Runner. Yeah, so that is a film that first premiered in 1982. And 19 then. What? 82. 82. I did kind of stumble on that. I'll give I, you that. It was like 80 or 90. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know myself, I think. And then the franchise rebooted in 2017, and he was also in that. Oh, my. A comeback king. Which, yeah, a 35-year gap. Wow. Imagine. Playing the same part. Wow. I was just about, wow. 
Can you imagine going back to a role after that long? No. And kind of like coming back to a cult favorite film and being able to like retell no or pressure. continue on the story. Wow. What'd you say? I said no pressure. <laughs> Except all the pressure. All the pressure. So this man, I'm just going to warn you, is definitely going to be back on the pod at some point. Okay. Because he also plays the father of famed singer Selena in Selena. Featuring Mm. Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. I always, there's a lot of Jennifers. For today, though, stand and deliver, he plays Jaime Escalante, a new math teacher in a Los Angeles public school. Yep. True. Good. Great. A role which earned him an Oscar nomination for lead actor. Okay. And won him an Independent Spirit Award. During his decades-long career, Edward James... This is like the main character, so I quickly learned that this man is quite um, notable, so I have a lot of information on him and only him. Got it. Um, Edward James almost has not only made countless TV and movie appearances, but he has also been a, quote, pioneer for more diversified roles and images of Latinos in U.S. media, end quote. So he has actually produced, directed, and starred in films and TV where he specifically created more roles for those kind of storylines for Latinos. That's awesome. Yeah. So some of these are Dexter um walkout okay have you heard of that no i've heard dexter yes dexter for sure walkout is a 20 (laughs) 2006 film about the true story of the 1968 east la school walkouts oh like a like race protest sure so stay That's tuned for that. I put eye emojis. <laughs> and he also is in that movie, I think as a teacher. Is he or, is he or new? Ewan? He, okay, he can, maybe we can have a list of pod daddies because he can definitely be on I think the we pod do have a pod daddy list. But if yeah. we're going to have a pod mommy list, you know who has to go on it? Um, Renee? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How could we forget she was in Chicago also? Oh, yeah. Anyway, not so sidetracked. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and last on that list, American Family, which is like was like a TV sitcom in the 90s all about like a Mexican family. Okay. During the 1992 LA riots that were sparked by police abuse on Rodney King, almost this actor went out onto the streets with a broom and began cleaning up his community. Oh. Um, and this during actor. this time, the I have to remind myself this is the actor. This is the actor. I also was thinking the same things because who he was reflected a lot of the character that was that he, in the movie, I thought. Interesting. Okay. During this time, he also appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show. Oh. And kind of. I watched the interview and he kind of explained the riots, sort of, because you it was 1992 and, okay, I, I don't want to go all the way into this because I'm yeah. t- not enough research to correctly talk about this, but essentially he was explaining why these riots happened and why it was necessary for people to rise up and fight and how it wasn't just black people going rioting and going wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he kind of was like a voice that people were like, I know this actor. And so they saw the riots maybe in a different way. I Mm. have to change subjects because I don't know enough about that topic. That's fine. Um, In 1998, almost founded the Latino public broadcasting. There was, there's not a the in front of it. I've added that. So it's just Latino public broadcasting. Got it. Which, quote, funds public television programming that focuses on issues affecting Hispanics and advocates for diverse perspectives in public television. So in addition to all of this, Edward James Almos also makes frequent appearances at juvenile and detention centers to speak with the kids that are there. 
Wow. So he's currently 76, thriving. He did have cancer in oh. 2022, but oh. in May of this year, he public, publicly announced that it was in remission. Congrats. I left the film facts and I started going with actor facts. Well, that's fine. And I hope that's okay today. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, especially on all these older movies, it's a little bit harder, I think, to find like interesting things about it because it just wasn't really a thing back then to like know. Yeah, trivia. Trivia. And it's like, unless they're there are specific ones that have all the right. trivia about them. And then the ones that like it didn't win an Oscar. It wasn't like it was noteworthy and like big and still revered now because it was one of the first big blockbuster Oscar nominated Latino story mm. movies directed by a Latino director. Ah. And that's why it has some cultural significance, but it doesn't have a lot of background film okay. knowledge about it. Interesting. From what I saw. If I can give a little feelings about the movie, it is yeah. dated. 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 Okay. I was yeah. shocked at many points of this movie, and I did not know why you picked it. I yeah, was he confused. texted me the words, I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> there are some questionable things done. By the supposed hero of our story. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It forgets that high schoolers are kids. Okay. So there's a lot of that treatment of like, this is a teacher interacting with students inappropriately. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Well, speaking of teachers, I just wanted to, before we dive into this movie, I picked it because I, I love teachers. I am a teacher. <laughs> I yeah. my mother-in-law is a teacher. My gr- both of my grandmas are teachers. We're teachers. <clears throat> it's in the fam. So who was your favorite teacher? Did you have a favorite teacher growing up? Is there a teacher oh. that was impressionable on you? It doesn't have to be like when you were a kid or or in high school, just like throughout um, your education. Yeah, I feel like I had a few, but Nothing really sticks out for sure. I remember being like in love with a few teachers, not like Mm -hmm. in love and love, but just Just like, like, I want to be the perfect student for them. Sure. But nothing huge sticks out. Oh, I have a specific. I feel like I have specific. A foundational one? Yeah. It would be my fourth grade, grade, fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Summers. That's a beautiful name. Terrifying woman. Oh. (laughs) What? Yeah. She was so scary because, like, at my elementary school, first, second, and third grade teachers across the board were pretty gentle, kind, sweet. Like, no one was real. There was a couple scary ones, but, like, I had mostly younger teachers. And not that she was older, but I got to her class and she's like, all right, you're in fourth grade now. You don't need to be treated like babies. But (laughs) This is serious. Yeah. This like, is fourth grade. She was grade. like, you forgot your homework. You get points off for that. And we were like, no, no, not points off. I mean, that's <laughs> not really that ridiculous. But she also is the teacher that told my mom I needed to be in acting classes because she was like, this little girl is going to get bullied in middle school <laughs> if she doesn't learn how to like stand up for herself so you need to get her in acting classes or something so she can at least pretend like she (laughs) isn't scared of everyone (laughs) i thought you were gonna tell me like a story about a teacher that really like built you up and made you but she did she did too like she through torture and pain not actual torture and pain but she was just like she because i didn't baby you anymore that I didn't get baby anymore, and I also came home from school crying for, like, the first two weeks of fourth grade, because I was so oh. just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, so I don't. Good. Well, I was like, I don't know how to make this. Te- <laughs> I don't know how to be the best student for this teacher. And it was really just, like, she wanted me to push myself out of my comfort zone and not just, like, do everything perfectly, I think. She kind of sounds like the teacher in this Scary. movie today. No, no. She wasn't. No, she's not. <laughs> Okay. But I told it that way. Okay, love you, Mrs. Summers. Sorry. 
you're a good teacher. <laughs> but let's learn about another, a dearly beloved teacher by a lot of people. Maybe you would disagree from what you saw. Mr. Jaime Escalante is born. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say oh, yeah like that? we're going back to the beginning. Yeah, we're going to start at the beginning. Because okay. his road to being a teacher is kind of interesting. So, okay. Jaime Alfonso Escalante Gutierrez Whoa. was born. What a name. I know. December 31st, 1930. That's cool. Yeah. New Year's Eve. I was like, is that New Year's Eve? It is. <laughs> Obviously. It's not 32. Well, so he, uh, his parents, Zenobio and Sarah, were both teachers at the local elementary school in, um, I have to get it right. Akakachi. Akakachi. <laughs> Akakachi. He yelled at me. He did yell at you. Akakachi. Okay, so. His parents, Zenobio and Sarah, were both teachers at the local elementary school in Akakachi, Bolivia. Bolivia. And, yeah, Bolivia. Can you... South America. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, he had an older sister, <laughs> Olympia. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend, because <laughs> I, I know every country that's in that little strip. Yeah. I could name them backwards and forwards. Inside to it. side. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll, I'm just kidding. It, we have we have a lot to talk about. We have enough time yeah, for you to know, to list you. your knowledge. Okay. Thank you. So, so Jaime had an older sister named Olympia, who became a chemistry teacher. A younger sister named Bertha, who became a psychology teacher. And twin younger brothers, Felix and Raul. I didn't find anything on their professions. But <laughs> <laughs> who were a gym teacher and a choir teacher. Probably. And they all and they all worked in a school together, school together and had a family school. I do have some cousins that work at the same school. I that's crazy. It is weird. That's wild. It's a family of teachers. That happens a lot. It's like yeah. there's families of soldiers, there's families of Well, I think you're predisposition to like certain qualities. Yeah. Like a lot of people in my family just like Yeah. Well, if you think about it like if your mom is a teacher, you're raised at by a teacher exactly. then you have teacher qualities well, neither of my parents are teachers let's be clear <laughs> anyway uh, we're dra- you're dragging your parents today am i <laughs> you dragged mine i no i didn't i just said her me, name so. oh <laughs> okay so jaime spent a lot of time with his aunt on her farm speaking amara which became his first language i've never heard of that is that yeah it's a it's an indigenous language, okay, to the area he was born in. Um, he got a lot of outdoor experience with his family, but when it came time to get in the classroom, he really struggled because everything mm. was taught in Spanish, and that made it difficult for him to keep up because Spanish was not his first language. Yeah, okay. So he encountered a teacher named Humberto Bilbo. I love the name Humberto. I'm probably saying Humberto it wrong. Bildo. I bet it's probably like um, Umberto, Umberto, yeah. but not Humberto. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he, comes, he encounters this teacher, and he could see that language was the biggest barrier for him, but he still had potential in other areas. So he was like, this boy's got to change schools. And okay. his mom, Sarah, enrolled him at the Colegio La Salle, where he was expelled for disrespecting... The mathematics teacher. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. ironic. You'll find out why. Of all teachers to disrespect. He then attended the Colegio San Calixo, a highly respected Jesuit primary and secondary school. And it was here that Jaime's interest in mathematics and engineering grew. He ended up representing the school in a mathematics and physics competition where they won first. Oh. Once he got to high school? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So his brain was doing, was doing big things there, but he mm-hmm. when it came to behavior, he continued to struggle and was like repe- reportedly unable to sit still and was always cracking jokes. What it sounds like to me, if I can make assumptions based on being in class with other kids, 
yeah. growing up is he sounds like a really smart kid who was not being challenged when he was in like yeah. middle school and younger once it was finally in his language or whatever. And so he had the time to just like sit back and crack jokes because he didn't have to listen because he knew it all. Right. But then he gets to high school and he can excel a little bit. Right. And he manages to graduate from high school too, which nice. is great. But his parents are tight on money. So in 1949, Jaime began compulsory military training for Bolivia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Compulsory. Does mm-hmm. that mean it's mandatory? I think so. Okay. Compulsory. Compulsive. You can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that word means like it's mandated or something. Yeah, because there was a lot there was like unrest and stuff happening in the gotcha. country. So a year after that he pivots to enrolling at the normal school of La Paz, where he will be training to um enter the teaching profession. But once he was there, Jaime was not loving the methods that they taught. He didn't like the way that students were meant to engage because it was only through preparation. So if they weren't prepared, then it was like talking to just blank faces. Mm. There wasn't like ways to engage the students. However, he did have one friend on the faculty at this school, Mr. Umberto Bilbao from his primary school. Oh, Yes, and he ended up involving him in experiments, and that kept his interest. So, like, kind of what you're saying, which is challenging him, then he actually cares about what Mm -hmm. he's learning about. So by the second year of school, Jaime was student teaching, and by 1952, he was teaching mathematics and physics at three different high schools in Bolivia. Wow. Three. Yeah. So... How do you three... How do you... Certain classes in the morning, then you go to a different one in the afternoon, and then you go to a different one for night classes. So he's like on the grind trying to become a teacher. So, and here are some of his thoughts on teaching. Quote, early in my career, I found that children learn faster when learning is fun, when it is a game and a challenge. From the beginning, I cast the teacher in the role of coach and students in the role of the team. I made sure that my students knew that we were all working together on the same team. End quote. Okay. <laughs> Th- thoughts on that sentence. <laughs> thoughts on that sentence put a lot of puzzle pieces together. Okay. If I'm thinking about it, it was very like coach players. Okay. Always. He was pushing them and making it a challenge. Sometimes it also came with threats. Threats. I didn't read nothing about a threat. Such as, quote, I'll break your neck like a toothpick. Okay. What? I don't know. Negative two plus two (laughs) equals. And he kept yelling at one of the students because they couldn't get it. Zero, zero, zero. He got it at finally. His name is Angel. And he was whispering in his ear, I'll break your neck like a toothpick. If you didn't get it. Negative two plus two. Yeah. Ugh. Don't tell me about him. Let me tell you more about Jaime, I know. (laughs) So once he was qualified to teach, Jaime got a scholarship to study for a postgraduate degree at the University of Puerto Rico for math and science. And while studying at the normal school, Jaime also met Fabiola Tapia, and they were married on November 25th, 1954, his wife. Gorgeous. You met her? Yeah. Mm. Great. She wasn't a huge part in the the movie, but she was definitely in it i wouldn't see her being a huge part they had their first child jaime jr the following year so 1955 okay i didn't get any years or any location i was confused the whole time oh no so (laughs) well i got some dates for you so fabiola had family in california and thought that her and jaime should emigrate to have a better family life so, Jaime and his family arrived in Los Angeles on December 24th, 1963, and knowing no English, he got a job as a cleaner at a restaurant. So, he does wow. speak two languages, but not English yet. Not English. Mm-hmm. Okay. Across, across the street from the restaurant he's cleaning at is Pasadena City College, and he starts taking English classes there. 
And although now he can speak three languages and has multiple degrees from universities and schools back home, he is still not qualified to teach in America. So mm-hmm. he has to get another college degree this time what? from, yeah, mm-hmm, another one. To just be like, now you can teach in America? Yeah. Oh, God. So this time from California State University, um, he gets his Bachelor of Arts in Mathematics. And once he was qualified, Jaime had a choice to make which school he wanted to teach out of. He, of course, chose Garfield High School in East Los Angeles. Correct. So... It was called Garfield. Like, 40 minutes in, they finally gave me a school name in Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, that's right. So you didn't even know you were in Los Angeles? They gave... The opening of the film was driving around in a car, like him to his first day at the school. And so I got street view of it and i was like i think this is los angeles okay but i couldn't tell for sure Mm. and i definitely didn't get a year okay well here's another year for you 1974 jaime begins teaching a lower level math class at garfield high and he's thinking to himself something has to give these kids aren't being challenged can i tell you about his first day doesn't go great oh why not none of the kids are really there to learn in the class so Mm. they're all just kind of talking and chilling he can't get control of them at all the bell rings all of a sudden and it's like 10 minutes into class and it's weird and they all run out of the class the principal comes running down the hallway and is like they rigged it again they rigged the bell like some other students had rigged the bell and let everyone out of class. He comes back into class. He's like sitting on his desk. And then he looks out his window. And someone's breaking into his car. Someone's breaking into his car, did you just say? Yeah. At he looks school? out his window and sees a kid breaking into his car. Jesus, criminy. Talk about a bad day. Yeah. Well, with the help of Principal Henry Gradias. And over the course of five years, Jaime becomes the mathematics department head and overhauls the curriculum. Mm. So he adds courses that properly prepared students to take the AP calculus exam. And by his fifth year, his first AP calc test, he had five students taking the test. Two ended up passing. By 1981... He had 15 students in his class and 14 of them passed the AP test. Now, how did this happen, you may ask? This is not the 18 yet that I think you saw. Okay. This is before that. I did see in my research that they were like, yeah, there are some things different in the movie and in real life. Like him, him doing the AP calc test didn't happen like the first year that he taught there. Oh, okay. Okay. So it happens over the course of like eight years. Is that making sense to you with what I'm saying? Um, Yes. Okay. Yes. What happens in the movie is he is the new teacher and he's like, no, these students are all going to do the AP test. And so it was like his big first year and they all do the test that year. So it's making more sense that that transition took multiple years and not months. Well, no, it wasn't months. It was over the span of like two school years or something. Okay. Yeah. Still no. Not two years. Because he did a lot of things to get this to happen. And it wasn't just him. So he implemented classes at the East Los Angeles College that allowed students to take the required classes for them to take calculus at his school. So he got... Because this high school is also only three years, a three-year high school, as opposed to four. Oh, so Like it doesn't have a senior year? No, it does. It's just 10, 11, 12. Okay. So it's like freshman or whatever. So like eighth and ninth graders could take classes at the college, which is crazy to me to think eighth and eighth eighth grader going to a college to take a mathematics class. But Mm -hmm. But that was the only way it was accessible. He also spent years handpicking teachers to teach the feeder classes that would then get them into his classes. So at the different middle schools and the different... The what classes? Feeder classes is what they talked about, or feeder schools. So like the schools oh. that would end up coming to East... East oh. Or sorry, to Garfield. 
Okay. Okay. So he's putting teachers and cl- changing the courses at these small these other schools also. It's not just happening at this high school, if that makes sense. Yeah. He also um, got the principal on his side, and if a student couldn't keep a C average, including in math, they weren't allowed to do any extracurriculars, and that was coming from the principal of Garfield. Wow. So that was one way to really, That's like... strict. Mm-hmm. Um, to kick their butts into gear. And on top of that, Jaime was also... He was a pretty incredible teacher from what I found and from some of the testimonies of the students, but... Jaime would see a student he felt had potential, and if they weren't already in his class, he would get them into his class. He would come early, stay late, work on weekends, go to students' houses and have dinner with their families if it meant helping them pass the AP calculus test. He was pretty just, like, relentless in his time relentless. spent. I, I agree <laughs> with that word. You do. He was a good teacher, but... And watching it in today's world, it was too much. Sure. Well, because I was like, he went to students' houses. I found something that said they would, like, get in his car with him and, like... (gasps) Okay. Yes. Go to either his house, like, or there. He would go to one of the students' houses and they'd all study. But I'm still like, I don't think I'd ever get in a car with my teacher. I've definitely been in a car with my high school teachers. Oh. (laughs) Like... Being in, like, choir and stuff, and you're like, we're going to perform these things at this place. But that's different than being a math teacher. True. I don't know. Maybe not. There's a moment in the movie where he has a student in his car, and he's driving. And it's one student, I don't remember their name, who keeps saying that they're the dumbest one in the class. (gasps) And is like gets frustrated all the time and is like, you, I don't know why you think I can do this. You know I'm the dumbest. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And he has him in his car and he is speeding down the road. What? Speeding. No. Like flooring it. Oh, and my God. This is just to put in perspective what I watched. Okay. And upcoming is a fork in the road. And he's speeding towards the no, fork in the road. No. And he's going, choose a side, left or right, pick a side. And the kid is like, oh, Mr. Mister Escalante, you should slow down. And then he just keeps screaming, pick a side. And then the dude, I don't even remember because I was screaming at the camera or at the whatever screen. The kid picks a side and then they like go over to the side of the road and he's like, Yes, that's what you have to do. You have to stop second-guessing yourself. He says, all you see is the turn. You don't see the road ahead. Jesus. Well, that makes it hard for me to get back into where I was because I'm about to say... (laughs) You mentioned a car. I had to jump in. Jaime knew that the students at Garfield High had the ability to achieve whatever they wanted if they understood (laughs) math. And also he threatened them with crashing the car. Yeah. I'm over here trying to paint a pretty picture about how math is universal because Spanish versus English, it's still the same numbers, which is true. So I think that is part of what he was getting at because it doesn't matter if you're what language you're speaking. I mean, there are some languages that don't use numbers, but in Mm -hmm. the U.S., it's all numbers based as opposed to like Roman numerals or other there i was looked it up no come on i don't know what not everyone uses numbers like some people have different signs how do you count like there's different images of numbers like yes it's one two three four but it doesn't look like one two three four is what i'm saying okay got it yeah i was like everyone has to have numbers yeah i know everyone has numbers okay i get what you mean but he also told students they could be engineers and pilots and teachers anything they wanted to be and that brings or speeds them into the dust, apparently. And that brings us to 1982. So in 1982, all 18 of Jaime's students passed the AP calculus test. And it is kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. In eight years, the school went from not even having the AP calculus course, let alone the test, to having all 18 students in the class passing it with very high marks. Yeah, the and these are the same students. There was like an evil woman character who was like another teacher fighting 
high maintenance creating these new classes and weird she was like i don't know what you think you're doing you're just getting all of these kids hoped up hopes up they don't oh. have the ability to learn this material mm. she called them at one point illiterate no and so when they won this it was a huge moment for the whole entire school like especially in my excited. timeline where it was the same school year yeah that would be really exciting except that that is a lie let's just be clear <laughs> This was years. But um, everyone is really excited for the kids, and they're super happy. Well, well, not everyone, everyone, because true. the educational the testing educational service. educational testing board. That administered ugh, the tests claimed boo. that 14 of the students' solutions were similar and declared their results invalid. Yeah. Do you know how angry I would be if I was accused of cheating on a test that I spent literally years all years year working towards like in the movie they all went to summer school together they were going to classes on well Saturdays. yeah that did happen i mean yes and the students okay. they would do summer school in summer training. school yeah. they like were in in rooms that didn't have ac like they were fighting for these college credits that they could get yeah. mm-hmm. for free mm-hmm. from all this work mm-hmm. exactly and then they're like it's weird that so many of you quote illiterate students got this like yeah this is weird let's look into this yeah the school thought that the testing service was racially biased towards mexican-american students and not believing that the lower income students could have achieved the same or could have achieved the high scores on their own yeah so they had kind of like thought they somehow had got the test in advance yeah and were able to like prep for that specific test or something yeah so what do you what do you do in this situation, Deck? Do you if that re- happened to me? I would be like, do you retake no, I the didn't. test? Like, what do you do? And they were gonna take their scores away. I guess you would have to retake it. But would you retake it though? No. So you would be one of the two. There two are two didn't. people decided not to retake it. Whoa. But. The 12 that did all passed it. A second time. Yeah. They all t- retook the test under conditions where they could explicitly not cheat and all 12 of them pass. So take that, you motherfucking educational testing service. Right before they go to take the test again. Ugh. In the movie, all of them take it, obviously. Sure. And our, like, main character boy gets a five on it. It's shocking. Angel. Oh, oh, Angel, yeah. But right before the test, Mr. Escalante says to them, quote, Don't bring anything. No pencils, no erasers, nothing. Don't wear clothes with too many pockets. Don't let your eyes wander. No spacing out. Don't give them any opportunity to call you cheaters. You are the true dreamers, and dreams accomplish wonderful things. Mm-hmm. Which is a beautiful and horrible quote. It is. That they had to prove and themselves they- like that and go in, like, hands up, like, I promise I'm not a criminal. I just want to yeah. show you I'm smart. Let me retake this test again. Yeah, to prove to you. with, And they had the testing board, like, in the room. They were mon- yeah. monitoring them. Did you take any AP tests in high school? I took one um, U.S. history. Yeah, I think I, I was took not U.S. Into history. That level of high school. Oh. It just got too hard. I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I think I took all AP classes senior year. Jesus Christ. I dropped AP French. Why would you ever take that? Because I wanted <laughs> to go on the French trip. There we go. And I did. I got guaranteed to go on the it? trip and then I dropped the class. <laughs> I got okay, stressed I out. I done the same thing. I can't blame you. Yeah, my mom called my counselor and she was like, no, she can't drop it. And then she was like, wait, she's taking every class is AP except for math because she can't do that. Ironically, with this movie is about AP math. <laughs> Okay, she can drop it. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Jaime Escalante. And this incident of the test retake 
garnered national attention, obviously. It resulted in the film that you watched, Decker, Stand and Deliver, as well as a book titled Jaime Escalante, Best Teacher in America. Mm. Big words. And many more students continued to take his class. So many students took AP Calculus that by 1987, Garfield High School was the number five highest school to have kids pass the test in the nation. Wow. Only four other schools had more AP Calc students passing the test than Garfield High. That's crazy. 1987 was also Principal Gradia's last year at Garfield, and it was the peak of the AP Calc tests that were taken. Um, Because it was, I can't remember the number, but there ended up being like hundreds of kids taking the class. Just like, yeah, they gave us the numbers. They did. Well, I will say this is one of the best epilogue texts that I've got for a movie. Mm. The way they did it is they gave us each of the, each of the kids scores that they, as they retook it. And then on the bottom of the screen, it's like, says in 1982, which is the first year, 18 students passed the AP math exam, calc exam. And it's like Jaime walking off in the distance. And then the the text stays, but the years and the numbers just like. Of like how many. Subtly change. And so it's just like you go year by year. So then it's like 1983, 31 people pass. 1984, 63, 85, there was 77. In 1987, 87. And then this movie came out in 88. So hundreds of kids. Well, hundreds. And, and not only were they and he also had kids taking that. So he was teaching both levels of the AP exam by the end Whoa. of it. Jaime continued to teach at Garfield High for quite a few years, teaching hundreds of AP Calc students. And in 1988, he was given the Presidential Medal for Excellence in Education by Ronald Reagan. Hmm. 1989 starts off our honorary doctor degree. So are you ready for the rundown mm-hmm. of all his honorary doctorates? First up, Doctor of Science from University of Massachusetts, Boston. Massachusetts? How did I say it like that? (laughs) Massachusetts, Boston. Next, we have Doctor of Humanities by California State uh, University in LA. Can't forget the Doctor of Education from Concordia University, Montreal. And to round us out, we have a Doctor of Law from the University of Northern Colorado. So he's a quad honorary doctor. So many honoraries. But to be honest, I feel like with the amount of education he got, kind of deserves a few honors. Oh, definitely. He deserves like some schools the to be like, yeah. please, please take our degree. Yeah, they don't count as real degrees, but you, we would call him doctor. So I guess I should have yeah. been calling him Dr. Escalante this whole time. Oops. So... He finally decides to leave Garfield High School in 1991, and as he leaves, so do most of the passing AP Calc scores. Mm. Yeah, because they you have to have a teacher to teach it. Well, and they did have teachers after he left, but they weren't him. Like, yeah. obviously, the students are the ones doing the work, but the students also leave. So you have to have this same person to get the same result i guess i don't know it's just kind of sad that it was like okay well now he's gone and now i i'm like imagine being the teacher after him there's some big shoes to fill yeah big shoes so he leaves garfield high in 1991 and he ends up retiring from teaching altogether in 1998 in 1999, Jaime is inducted into the National Teachers Hall of Fame, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, Teachers Hall of Fame. Yeah, I guess. You have any family members in that? No. Mm. I was like, that'd be cool. I was trying to like find info, but no. Okay. Now, there was some controversial stuff I found on Jaime because he was very against 
bilingual schools. He really believed that English was the way to learn the most and get ahead. And I find that interesting since English was his third language. Mm-hmm. But bilingual schools definitely exist, and I think they should exist. And without getting on a soapbox, I just want to say I do regret not learning Spanish in school. So True. Duolingo, so sponsor same. me, please. I also took French. Yeah, French I don't know why I came choice. so hard at you for taking French earlier because yeah, I was also you, in it. Yeah. But AP I, French sounds ridiculous. It sounds just like a circus. I don't even know I why. I wanted to go I, on the trip. I wanted to go on the trip. <laughs> Don't you get a decker that I wanted to go on the trip? Yeah, I would have. I would have done the same thing. I'll admit it again. (laughs) It's hard to say because like English is our first language. So obviously you and I are going to think it's easiest to learn that way. But that feels very. Well, what what was coming to my mind is a possible reason he could say that is like he has been able to excel most in the world or that has been the most beneficial language for his like career and how he was able to move through the professional world or for people to sadly have to take him seriously was when he could speak English in this in America so maybe that is could be a reason yeah 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 that yes that makes sense so Um, Jaime sadly ended up getting diagnosed with bladder cancer later in his life and he passed from it in March Mm. or on March 30th, 2010 at the age of 79. I do want to give a quick overview of what happened to some of the students that Jaime taught. I found a couple places that talked about the colleges they attended. So some of them went to MIT, Occidental, Harvard, Stanford, Dartmouth, and Wellesley. One student, Elsa Bolado, is now an elementary teacher and a trainer. And when speaking of her former mentor, she says, quote, teaching is an art form. There's a lot of practitioners and very few artists. He was a master artist, end quote. Mm. So That's sweet. what I take away from him from this is a man who spent his entire life learning and thus teaching. And he's very good at it. Like, yeah. I think some of the best teachers are people that c- want to continue learning. Oh, 100%. For sure. And I appreciate a lot of the teachers I had in my life, like Bob, who is my AP bio (laughs) teacher. Where did that come from? (laughs) You guys called him Bob? He told us call him Bob. Weird. And no, that wasn't his name. His name is Tom Martinez. (laughs) What? We need to move on. Anyway, I was just saying, it made me think, this move, like, doing this research made me think a lot about the teachers in my life, and, like, I feel like I had a lot of really great teachers in my life, even though the first one I talked about apparently sounded like I was scarred from her, but I promise I'm not. She was great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was a weird story to tell in that moment. I just, I I didn't tell it right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I love you, Mrs. Summers. I wasn't trying to bring you down. So what do you think, Dak? Is is this story based, biased, or BS? Well, I th- I don't even know. The story was told, and some. I'm going to go with biased, I think. Yeah. I think it was told, and maybe he was... It was told in the 80s. It happened... Around that time, too, so maybe it was pretty similar. He saw the movie, and he said it was 90% truth and 10% not. Okay, so I'm going to go with bias just for the convenience of putting all of this action into the span of two school years. Yes. That's what he said was like the biggest, that's what people say is the biggest lie. They're like, the bad thing about this movie is people think that this, you can go from like barely knowing a fraction to doing AP calculus in a year, and that's not true. Okay, exactly. That's like not possible. Day one, day one, he was like, "This is, do we know our times tables? Do we yeah. know that? Yeah. And by the end of the movie, I had no idea the math they were doing. It was squiggles Neither did they, because after a year, no. On that front, biased. On the way he treated the kids, I have some other things that we didn't get to. So I, well, You want to tell just, me about it? Yeah, I do. I really do. One of the most shocking ones. Um, there's a student named Claudia okay. who 
is frustrated during a test because he starts having daily tests every class at the beginning of class hideous she stands up kind of the part of the test is what you were about to learn was on the test like what you were going to learn that day you were getting tested on just to see your natural instinct oh god and she stood up from the test and goes, this is stupid. Why are we getting tested on things that we don't even know yet? And she walks out or starts to walk out of the class. And Mr. Escalante says, quote, why are you leaving? And then to the other students, like in the class, he goes, this girl's got more boyfriends than Elizabeth Taylor. What? Wait, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> making fun of her and then she screams i don't appreciate you using my personal life to entertain this class that's not something was, a high schooler would ever say true but i clapped <laughs> for claudia because i was like finally someone is holding this yeah. man accountable so were you entertained is my other question because you were mad at me you were shocked um i was entertained in a chaotic way that i didn't really know what was happening a lot of the times because I haven't <laughs> mentioned because I you feel differently about it now. 20% of the movie is in Spanish. Okay. And there isn't any subtitles. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That makes the... Os- the prob- That's interesting. Because there's a lot of like kids at home life and like going home and being like, I can't, I can't watch my brother and sister tonight. Because I have to to do my calc homework. And so you see them interacting with their parents and it's an only Spanish home. So there's a lot of... I didn't know what was happening. I had like context clues kind of. Mm. So it was weird. Not weird. Weird experience. Or just a different experience watching it. Yeah. And then looking back, I was like, I guess I kind of understood basically what was happening. So no harm. Maybe don't recommend watching it, but I do recommend learning about this man. He sounded cool. Well, apparently so did the, the actor. Man. I did also, I don't know if this is true, so I didn't include it, but I saw in one place that said that, like, the actor who plays Jaime had a pretty, mm-hmm. like, had a close relationship with him and, like, drove him to see his son when he was dying from bladder cancer i don't know if that's true i only found one source on it so i was like mm. the actor drove drove jaime. jaime yeah edward james almost when i was doing the film facts i was like wait a second this sounds like the same exact man like he's lifting up other latino actors after him is kind of like similar to what and the, everything was very like uh activist driven right I was, it felt very inspired by this man mm. his life i don't know if he actually is or if they're just both angels f- sent from heaven i guess we'll ask we can ask god about it later <laughs> when i talk to him later <laughs> yeah we've got a, a meeting prayer. at four. <clears throat> oh <laughs> <laughs> okay well if you uh want to see some pictures of Edward James and uh, Jaime Escalante. They'll be on our Instagram to check those out. Mm-hmm. If you felt victimized by the AP tests in high school, let True. us know at our Please. email, basedbiasedorbs at gmail.com. We'd love Please, to sympathize. Because, yeah, I took that AP US history exam and I remember those essay questions were like, Define how the industrial revolution affects you today. And, and I was like, I have like, a phone. I don't know. First of all, <laughs> what is that? And second of all, I don't care. And why so am why I am a part I of history? <sighs> and if you want to watch ahead for next week's episode, which comes out next Friday, you can watch the film Lion. And I want to warn everyone that Lion is the last movie before we start a spooky month so be prepared till halloween october comes around i'm excited for lion though i've heard of lion so i have a little bit of knowledge going into it but okay haven't seen it at least if i've seen it i haven't seen it in a long time because i don't remember i can't picture it so i'm excited to watch it
Me too. Well, I don't get to watch it. In your mind. You watch the version in your mind. Also, everyone needs to know that Decker looks so cute when he wears his headphones. (laughs) His big honking headphones. You just look like a cute little man. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, um, I like your sweater. Oh, you didn't? I wasn't fishing. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sometimes I have to remember, like, wait... The social structure is they complimented you, you compliment back. You but we, but we're not past with us. that. Yeah. We're past that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotta I go. gotta go now. Okay. All right, bye. I'm gonna rethink this conversation and how I should have done it better. Jesus Christ. Okay, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> It's good. Hello. God. We can never start the I thought you were looking at me like, did you do a good job or no? No. I would hope 39 or 8 episodes in we... Okay, just do it. Just do the intro, Deck. Do it.